It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Here is your host, the one and only, and thank God for that, Rob Carson. Hi. By the grace of God, it is finally Friday. And fortunately for me, I'm actually looking forward to the weekend because I don't have a honey to list. All I've got is uh, my, my mother-in-law is coming into town. Uh, I'm going to cook for her. We're going to hang out. Uh, I enjoy that. I enjoy that a lot, actually. If I sound congested today, it's because I'm congested today. All right. There's a, uh, the, the leaves are falling, and consequently, the mold is growing. And I, I tell you what, I'm on Flonase, and I'm doing Claritin and the whole deal. So I'm uh, you know, a little, uh, little congested, as it were, kind of like uh, America's uh, supply chain, just a little congested. You know, there's a, there's a stoppage. There is a stoppage. So much to get to, much to get to uh, as the show progresses, including Joe Biden's town hall last night. And it makes you kind of wonder, well, you know, don't you kind of miss a president who knew uh, what he wanted for America and was a real patriot? Don't you kind of wish we still had that? I sure do, actually. Making America great like it should be. Making your gasoline cheap as it could be. Could be. Speaking at rallies and MMA rings. These are a few of my favorite things. Pageant swear entries are made up of females. Yeah. Private airliners in Hillary's emails. Fake news destruction and precocious bling. I love it. These are a few of my favorite things. And you're one of ours, actually. Yeah, Spray tans, casinos, and my cool comb over. Democrats imploding because they are over. No vaccine mandates and anti-masking. These are a few of my favorite things. Your rallies are my favorite. Funding police because we like law and order. Building a wall on our Mexican border. With boat flotillas, you know I'm the king. These are a few of my favorite things. <laughs> that is Sean Farish. Sean Farish is this guy who uh, I, uh, I met a few months ago, and uh, actually I've never met him in person, but I met him online uh, a couple months ago, and, and, and I, uh, I just decided to, you know, he, he does a great uh, Donald Trump. He doesn't look like Donald Trump at all. He was getting 30, 40 views on his Donald Trump impersonation when I first met him. And then a couple weeks ago, he went from like 40 uh, Twitter views of his videos to 700,000. And, and the same thing has happened to my show, actually, oddly enough. The Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. The same thing happened about a week ago. We went from like 50,000, uh, 70,000 a week to over 300,000 downloads a week. So uh, it's kind of grown exponentially. He's just really good. He is just really good. And now everybody who is somebody is uh, retweeting his stuff. And I'm not taking credit for it. He's just good. He's just good. So he wrote that, or I wrote that, actually. He voiced it, and uh, and there you go. And I'll play it again. I'll play it again before the end of the show. You know why? Because it's Friday, and we kind of need to laugh, right? We kind of need to laugh a little bit because uh, last night, this uh, disastrous town hall with uh, Joe Biden and, uh, you know, CNN, of course, is trying to uh, polish the turd, as it were, and make it sound like, well, he was really good. He was really good. He was terrible, actually. It was absolutely terrible. They took a bunch of questions from uh, a lot of Democrats and a couple of Republicans. It was actually really a joke. And I'm going to share a bunch of that. Merrick Garland, uh, with regard to his uh, testimony yesterday on Capitol Hill, being eaten alive by Republicans. And, and dear God, 
See, this is one of the things that kind of stinks about this job is you got to watch crap that you really don't want to watch, like Joe Biden's town hall last night and like Merrick Garland's confirmation hearings. He was terrible. A couple of things you know about Merrick Garland. When you watch him, he is an ignoramus. Uh, he knows nothing. He pays attention to nothing. I got to tell you, honestly, and I question things because even if I was not on the radio, I would be in touch with what's going on in Northern Virginia. I would be in touch with what's going on, you know, on the border, all of these things. Merrick Garland, for being the the AG of the country, knows nothing. And he didn't know anything when he was uh, trying to become a Supreme Court justice. He didn't know anything when he was trying to become the EJ, uh, AG, I should say. And he got it anyway. And he got it anyway. And yesterday he proved even more that he is a tool, an ignorant tool, who does not, and I use the word tool a lot. Uh, there are other words that I would use that I can't use on the radio. So when somebody I, I think is honestly just someone who spouts talking points, uh, is a bureaucrat and knows nothing, they're tools. There are other tools, don't get me wrong, but, but Merrick Garland is a tool. And so yesterday he showed it on Capitol Hill in his testimony, and he doesn't know anything that's going on. That's the remarkable thing. This guy's supposed to be the attorney general. He doesn't know anything about uh, January the 6th. He doesn't know anything about, uh, you know, sending FBI to the uh, school board meetings. This man doesn't know what the hell he's doing, and neither does the president of the United States. And I'm going to start off with the soundbite. I, I looked through a bunch of the soundbites from last night's town hall meeting with Joe Biden. Dear Lord, I, I can't wait to see the ratings on this. Uh, it's going to be a giant flaming um, Brian Stelter-esque uh, ratings extravaganza. Twelve participants who were able to ask questions. Seven were de Democrats, three were independents, and two were Republicans. <laughs> the first Republican who, was a who asked Biden why he hadn't been to the southern border wasn't introduced by Cooper until within about 20 minutes of the end of the show. Gosh, CNN sucks. You know, CNN sucks. Uh, and I, my, my, I started on Newsmax about a year and a half ago, and my ratings went up 600% in 2020, and especially right after the election. CNN, since January the 20th, have plummeted into the toilet. Plummeted into the toilet. The second Republican who was the last participant to ask a question asked the president how he'll keep the Chinese military amid uh, the news of their hypersonic missile testing if he'd vow to protect Taiwan. Uh, the White House, not Joe Biden, is walking that bath. They're walking it back. Um, but here is what the president said about those who would not take the vaccine. Those who would not take the vaccine, particularly those first responders. Uh, a lot of uh, people in our military are uh, not going to take the vaccine. They are facing expulsion. But here is the president kind of laughing off this. Police officers being fired for refusing to take a mandatory vaccine, which, by the way, right now, if you look at the performance of the vaccine nationwide, 50-50 as far as infection rates and leaning toward more people being infected who've had the vaccine than not. And the reason being is a lot of people who have not already have the antibodies. Here's the president last night just basically laughing off thousands and thousands of our heroes losing their jobs. Mr. President, let me ask you a follow about that. As, as many as, as one in three emergency responders in some cities like Chicago. You know, he really should just say, oh, dear leader, dear leader, open everything with dear leader. I'm surprised that CNN didn't do like an all-you-can-eat uh, ice cream buffet to start it just for the president. Los Angeles, right here in Baltimore, are refusing to comply 
with city vaccine mandates. I'm wondering where you stand on that. Should police officers, emergency responders be mandated to get vaccines? And if not, should they be stay at home or let go? Yes and yes. Yes and yes. Yes and yes. It's settled. It's done. They should just be fired. They should just be fired. Goodbye. Bye-bye. 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 I don't want people to suffer. I know that the police officers, first responders, uh, healthcare workers, city workers, you don't want people to suffer. I know that. You don't. But you've got to pay the bills. So the they are offering you this. You get the vaccine or you don't show up for work. You want to show up for work, but you can't do the vaccine. And they're trying to pin this on you. They're trying to pin this on you. They're trying to say that you don't care about public safety. You swore an oath to defend and protect people, and now you are backing down. That's a lie. That's called coercion. That is coercion. And how dare they do this? It wasn't, it wasn't bad enough that the Democrat Party shredded the police the last two years as Antifa and Black Lives Matter burned police stations down and injured police officers. Now, after all of that, we have this. This president spoke at the Police Officers Memorial last week, and he says he supports the police. Uh, he just negated anything about that. And I would venture to say that if you are still up against that vaccine mandate, I just want to wish you Godspeed. And I hope you and your family can make this. Because you are making a principled decision. It is not an insane decision. It is not, I am a nut, I am a a conspiracy theorist. That's not the case. I know in your hearts, you are not anti-vaccine. You are not QAnon members, whatever that is. I don't even, what's QAnon? What the hell is Q? What are the Proud Boys? I don't even know the Proud Boys. I mean, the Proud Boys exist. They were created by a, a, a guy who's biracial. He's like a Cuban-American, whatever. Anyway, I know you're doing this not because you don't believe in vaccines. It's because you question why the hell they're pushing them so hard. Right? Am I right? I think I'm right. <laughs> Here is Joe Biden dismissing vaccine mandates and literally the president of the United States, the president of the United States dismissing freedom. Listen to this. The two things that concern me, one are those who just try to make this a political issue, freedom. And if they'll be out of mint chocolate chip in my favorite ice cream place. I have the freedom to kill you with my COVID. Okay, it's not even funny. I have the freedom to kill you. If you've been vaccinated, you should have been protected. So it's not about protecting other people. If you've been vaccinated, you have... Listen to this. They're pushing you to get the vaccine so you'll be protected. And if you don't take the vaccine, you are possibly killing those who've been protected. What the hell kind of sense does that make? Do you understand why we have vaccine hesitation? No, I mean, come on, freedom. Oh, come on, freedom. There's a throwaway line. No, I mean, come on, freedom. You know, okay, could you imagine him being at the uh, Constitutional Convention and you got uh, Thomas Jefferson and John Adams, all these people who are, you know, been demonized by the left in this country, even though they created the greatest engine of economic and individual freedom in the history of mankind, saying this? No, I mean, come on, freedom. Freedom, shmadum, freedom, shmadum, uh... Among the many untruths that the president said last night, at this point, I don't even think he realizes that he's, I mean, he's, he's, he's built his entire career on lying. He had to drop out of a presidential campaign in 1987. 
because he plagiarized and he also lied about being part of the civil rights movement. He never was. He was in Wilmington, Delaware. Hotbed, hotbed of the uh, the civil rights movement. I mean, my God, I remember when Martin Luther King went up there and marched across that bridge. Oh, no, it never happened there. He also uh, falsely claimed that 2 million Americans had received a COVID vaccine when uh, he replaced Donald Trump, even though the true figure was uh, 16 million. He also, oddly enough, after getting, and you don't remember this because the mainstream media makes it go away, he also said that Donald Trump had not had left him with nothing and there was no vaccine. He actually said that one time, but the mainstream media didn't raise hell about it. If it was Donald Trump uh, saying that about Joe Biden, it would have been played on every newscast, every day, every day, every week, through now. But he's a lying liar who lies, and so he is his attorney general. Here is, oh, by the way, you'll love this if you're a person of color, and you're a person of color. Depending on the, the, the time of the year, I'm a person of color. One year, I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm not really pale. I'm kind of uh, pinkish. And then in the summer, I get a lot of freckles, so I kind of turn oranges. So I guess I'm kind of a person of color. I mean, if I were a white person, then I'd just be white. And I guess I'd be kind of albino, right? I am a person of color. I'm not, you know, if you look at me right now, on, on, uh, I'm on Twitch, you can see I'm actually a person of color. And in the background, you can see the, the color white with my logo that says Rob Carson's What in the World. So I am a person of color. I'm just not, you know, one of the chosen ones who are, you know, uh, Joe Biden could call stupid. Yeah, he did that last night. He said that about blacks and Hispanics about getting the vaccine. I want you to listen to me if you are a true person of color, a black or Hispanic. The reason why Joe Biden says that you haven't been vaccinated is because you are an ignoramus. He also says that about you when you can't register to vote and you can't get an ID to vote, even though most of us, including persons of color, believe we need both of those to vote. Here is a president explaining away why you, persons of color, have not gotten your vaccine. It's because you're all really stupid. The uh, the other part portion is a lot of people don't know how to register. Not everybody in the community in the history. Because you're a stupid. Hispanic and the African-American community, particularly in. Okay, let's back that up again. Listen to it again. You're stupid. Don't know how to register. Not everybody in the community in the Hispanic and the African-American community. Okay, so he said that. Not everybody knows how to register, and they're generally blacks and Hispanics. I guess it's because you're blacks and Hispanics. I would assume if you are a successful black or Hispanic, you'd be going, huh. Particularly in uh, uh, rural areas. I'm from a rural area, and we never had any problem. Distant and or inner city districts know how to use, know how to get online. You know, that interweb, that newfangled interweb that they got there, them uh, people of color, they're not going to know how to use that there interweb. Determine how to get in line for that COVID vaccination. Wow, wow, wow. Here's what he had to say about the border. Now, this is just... We're looking at 2 million illegals coming across the border. Everybody knows this is really bad for the country. We get it. 2 million people coming across the border. They don't care if they are vaccinated or unvaccinated. They don't care if they're Al-Qaeda. They don't give a crap. They're just bringing them across. Meanwhile, your kid has to wear a stinking, stinking mask in school. Meanwhile, if you want to keep your city job in Baltimore, uh, you've got to get a dang shot. Meanwhile, also, I heard this morning on the morning show, Sean Casey saying that welfare recipients don't need to take the vaccination. 
Now, if you are a government contractor, you need to force your, your employees to get the vaccination. If you are a Baltimore City employee, Chicago City employee, I could go on and on and on, you've got to get the vaccination. But there are select groups that don't need the vaccination. If this is such a deadly, mm, you are being played. We have been played from the get-go. We are continually being played. Here is the president talking about the southern border, and it's such a big deal. He's saying that he's so busy that he's not been able to make it down to the border. And oddly enough, his border czar, Kamala Harris, has not been able to make it down to the border. How serious do you suppose he considers the southern border? Do you have plans to visit the southern border? Uh, I've been there before, and I haven't. I mean, I know it well. I guess I should go down, but... Yeah, there's no uh, there's no record of you ever going. And he says, I guess I should go down. Sure. The, but, but the whole point of it is I haven't had a whole hell of a lot of time to get down. I've been spending time going around looking at the $900 billion worth of damage done by, uh, by hurricanes. Where, and- where was that? I, I don't recall... I don't recall seeing that. I, I don't think we've had a Hurricane Andrew or Katrina or... I, I don't think that's happened, actually. Floods and, and weather and, tra- and traveling around. And the, the weather and the, the thing and the thing. and the, I've been going there and going to Camp David and then back to Rehoboth to ride a bike and all that. World. But uh, I plan on... Now, my wife, Jill, has been... No, you don't. He, he, he just stopped. I plan on. He, didn't, he stopped. Hold on here. And weather and, tra- and traveling around the world. But... Uh, I plan on, now my wife Jill has been down. Well, I mean, if, if your wife Jill's going to go down, then honestly, we know now that you are very concerned about the border. And uh, and I realize... I, You've I, been in Washington, D.C. for 50 years. You've always said that. Why haven't you gotten it done, you tool? I, I think it is. It's the thing that concerns me the most. Yeah. About being able to get where to get ice cream control of it. Yeah, because I got yeah, you, you lost control of it. So I guess it wasn't a big concern. Number one, get enough funding to provide for immediate determination of whether or not someone that isn't. How about just continuing to build the freaking wall? In fact, legitimately claiming a right to stay in the country because of legitimate fears. And this is where he kind of trails and off. And purely like for economic reasons. Here's Joe Biden talking about gas prices. And uh, by the way, all of this was completely preventable. Donald Trump showed that just by unleashing American entrepreneurship, we could actually make ourselves energy independent. The Democrat Party line for decades has been having to go to OPEC and beg and now we're back. Welcome back, Carter. Welcome back, Carter. We have all we need in the ground right here. And Joe Biden had to say this, had to say this about the fact that our gas prices are going through the ceiling. Anyway, so there's there, there, there but I, I don't I must tell you, I don't have a near term answer. There's two things I could do. I could go in the petroleum reserve and take out and probably reduce even George Bush was such an incredible idiot that he suggested this as well. When all we have is right here in our country and right offshore, we were a net energy producer and exporter. It's quite simple. But this idiot, this this buffoon in the White House uh, suddenly thinks that we have to go back to welcome back Carter again, even though Donald Trump had fixed it. Reduce the price of gas maybe 
18 cents or so a gallon. It's still going to be above three. It's nonsense. That's old school. Nonsense. 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 You don't need to unleash the, the petroleum reserve. Donald Trump filled it up again. And honestly, this is the same as the border. The border was fixed and you bleeped it up. You bleeped it up, and you're doing it with gas, too. And all of us are going to suffer because of it. And they want to spend another $7 trillion before 2022, which means the American dollar is going into the toilet, to say the least. You know it's not going into the toilet? You know what will be here a 1,000 years from now and valuable? Gold and silver. The only company I recommend is American Hartford Gold. They sell physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA, whatever you feel more secure with, and they make it easy. They have the highest rating from the Better Business Bureau. It's an A-plus rating. Call them right now. It's a special offer for my show. They will give you up to $1,500 of free silver on your first order, okay? Here's the number, 866-204-8226. That's 866-204-8226. Or just text the word ROB. Two six five five three two. Okay, my name Rob R O B six five five three two. Consider it, guys, because uh, things are going south in the country with government spending, with overregulation, and the devaluation of the dollar. Everybody sees it coming. Text Rob to six five five three two for American Hartford Gold. You know, there are some people that I, when I see a video pop up, whether it be a testimony, whether that be a, a speech that I really look forward to, Tom Cotton, Ted Cruz, Marsha Blackburn. I mean, whenever I see it, it's like, stop everything. Stop everything. Listen to what she has. Listen to her. Eat this person alive. <laughs> and she has been gracious enough to join us on the show today. Senator, welcome to the show on the Newsmax Hotline. And I'm so glad to join you. Thank you so much. I'm just a, I'm a big fan. I, I, I really do. I use a lot of your, uh, your speaking on my show because you do a tremendous job. Um, and, and fighting the good fight, And I mean, it's got to be really hard, especially the last nine months or so, to be a senator. Well, I'm glad I'm here. I feel like I'm doing exactly what I need to be doing. I say every day I get up to go fight to defend faith, family, freedom, hope and opportunity for all Americans. And if I'm not out here fighting, then my kids and grandkids may not enjoy the benefits of liberty. I want to get into your uh, campus free speech caucus in just a sure. second. But I want to I want to ask you, I've been likening the uh, Biden administration. I said that the SS Titanic set sail on January the 20th. And like the Titanic, the Titanic, when it sailed, it, its coal bunkers were on fire and it weakened the steel. It may have attributed to the faster sinking of the ship. We're the fire in the belly of the SS Titanic. Um, it, it, it looks like it's taken on water. What do you think? I think you're exactly right, and their problem is all centered around this $3.5 trillion spending bill. Now, if you look collectively as what they've done, and it is killing the Keystone Pipeline, basically making decisions that is causing people to either get fired or lose their jobs. And this is affecting people directly and then you look at this bill this three and a half trillion dollar spending bill which is really five billion dollars but nancy pelosi came out there and said oh it's not going to cost a dime joe biden came out there and said 
it's not going to cost a dime. <laughs> you know, it's not going to cost a dime. It is going to cost $3.5 trillion at a minimum. And people heard that, and it was like, okay, now we know for sure they're lying. This yeah, I, I, I told my wife I'm, I was going to get a, tw- a 2022 Corvette, and I said it wouldn't cost anything. And she uh, she 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 put the kibosh on that in a big hurry. Um, I want to ask you before again before we go to this uh, campus free speech uh, vaccine mandates and and the Biden administration doing backdoor vac- uh, vaccine mandates across the country. What is driving this? Because I like to say we're not at the in the middle of a pandemic; we're towards the end of a pandemic. What what do you think is behind this? You know what? They have got to have this pandemic last through the 2022 election. That is their only hope. They have to mail out ballots. And so this is why I am standing up with people that are refusing this vaccine mandate. You know, I'm grateful that President Donald Trump did Operation Warp Speed, that we got a vaccine. It is your choice if you want to take it. If not, you ought not to have Joe Biden getting you fired from your job for no other reason that you don't want to take a shot in the arm. I mean, this is ridiculous. And the legislation that I'm working on that we're going to file on Monday will actually say if you were deemed an essential worker during the pandemic, that you will be exempt from this federal vaccine mandate that helps our border patrol, our law enforcement, first responders, nurses, airline workers, and they deserve to be exempted from this. Now, you've launched the uh, Senate Campus Free Speech Caucus to defend the rights of students. Now, we've already got a generation of people, of of students who've graduated, and they are as intolerant because of how left-leaning and intolerant speech on campus is. Mark Zuckerberg, uh, you know, we've got the running companies that that quell free speech, uh, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Facebook. That generation has already done this to conservatism. They did what they did on campus. Uh, They're they're protesting out out in front of Netflix because of Dave Chappelle's special. same group of kids, they just throw a tantrum if you don't go by their leftist ways. What are you going to do on campuses across the country to, to actually allow free speech, uh, both conservative and, and liberal? And what as Senator Cotton and I are trying to do is to get our colleagues to work with us. And then as we are invited onto college campuses to talk about the importance of free speech, to talk about the importance of critical thinking and of being able to debate and to hear new ideas. This is something that we are going to see a tremendous response to. I talked to so many parents. I talked to one the other day and said, you know, I thought I was going to send my child to college and that their mind would blossom like a flower, but instead it appears that going to college, they try to make it go into a funnel where you're trying to put a lot through a little narrow opening and you narrow their mind, make them small-minded instead of expanding their world. There are a lot of parents out there with us. I remember when I went to Northwest Missouri State. I'm sure you've heard of it, home of the Mighty Bearcats. Anyway, um, I remember 30 years ago when I was in college, a sociology professor, and we went and sat down, and she said that I was responsible for slavery because of the color of my skin. I'm this kid from Iowa, grew up pretty poor, and I'm like, what? 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 And it's only gotten worse. I, I saw this uh, in this article, uh, the Foundation for Individual Rights in Education. Sixty percent of college students stated they could not express their true opinions at school. Republicans more likely by far to feel that way. 
well, that is right, and how sad that is. Instead of going to college to get an education and explore and to hear debate and decide what your belief system is and what educational and career pursuits are going to be important to you, you find yourself going to college and coming out knowing less and being less open-minded than when you went in. Yeah, and, and with a worthless degree, too, by the way, with an absolutely worthless yeah, degree. Yeah, that cost remember, a whole lot of money. I swear. And, and you know, it started off small. I remember, I remember Stevens College in Columbia, Missouri, my first gig out of college. I worked in radio in that town. And, and Stevens College took the men out of the word women. And they, this, this is back in the 1991. They took the uh, W-O-M-E-N and, and replaced it with a Y because women shouldn't be, have man in them. And, and, <laughs> and it's only gotten worse. It's only, I mean, it's just gotten out of control. What are you going to do? How are we going to do this? Is there going to be, is there going to be funding involved for universities? What, what sort of things can uh, we no, do? No, this is awareness okay yeah okay so just create awareness i you know it's hard to create awareness when you know the left in this country they close their ears and they hum la 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 when you try to speak reason to them you got <laughs> you it hey one other thing one other thing marsh marsha uh, senator marsha blackbird um where what what are we uh, doing as far as this um uh, budget fight uh, it looks it sounds like Kristen cinema and I think hopefully Joe Manchin I don't particularly trust Joe Manchin appear to be holding the line on this I worry that Joe Manchin could be bought what are your thoughts well I appreciate that cinema and Manchin have been true to their word yeah. and have pushed back and cinema on no new taxes Manchin's pushing back on the spending you've got other Democrats that have gone really soft on this bill And the longer it is out there, the harder it is on moderates in the House and Senate to support this thing. So that's a good thing for the American taxpayer. Well, and and I I know you know what's going on with the American people. But I got to tell you, it wasn't that long ago that I was out of work a few years ago and, and I'm looking at grocery prices and all this stuff. And it's really, I, I, I know that you were conveying that. I have a feeling Nancy Pelosi has no idea what's going on at her and she really doesn't care. But we just, I just want to say before you go, we appreciate you fighting the good fight. You always go in every day and you, and you just, you're a pit bull. Did, did, well, they call you? did I they call am you? a pit bull for the cause of freedom and happy that go. I'm there and, All right. God bless you. Have a glorious weekend, and I hope to have you on again sometime. Thanks for the time. Uh, I'm not here. You know, a lot of shows, we're here to, you know, inform you or, you know, uh, make you think. And I'm like, you're already thinking. I'm not so precocious that I would say that my show is here to make you think. You're already thinking. And if you're not thinking, you're not listening to the show. You're not thinking if you're not listening to the show. You're just, listen, I've got people very near and dear to me that I bring up things that are like, what, what, what? Pay attention. I'm not here to make you think you're already thinking. What I'm here to do is to maybe share some things you don't know about yet, and you'll you'll share things with me that maybe I don't know, and then we just kind of make sense of it. We make sense of it. And if we can't make sense of it, we make fun of it. Merrick Garland yesterday said on Capitol Hill that he is not sicking the FBI on parents who are protesting at school board meetings. Last night, that was disproven. Here is a representative, I should say, yeah, Representative Jen Jordan talking with uh, Merrick Garland about school board 
violence and about how uh, parents who show up to protest CRT are suddenly branded as terrorists. You said there's no way you're going to be treating parents as domestic terrorists, but you got the National Security Division in a press release regarding your memo that day. My memo does not mention the National Security Divisions. It's addressed to I didn't say it did. I said the press release accompanying your memo that day from the Department of Justice. Right here it is. I'm going to be as clear talks about as the National Security be. Division being not... part of this effort. I want to be clear. You know, his, his testimony to become the Supreme Court Justice, which was failed, was pathetic. His testimony to become AG was pathetic. And this bears it all out. As I can be, this is not about what happens inside school board meetings. It's only about threats of violence and violence aimed at school officials. And there weren't any. Officials, school employees, and teachers. First sentence of your memo, very first, first sentence, you said, in recent months there's been a disturbing spike in harassment, intimidation, threats of violence. No, there haven't. Yes. When did you first review the data showing this so-called disturbing uptick? So I read the letter, and we have been seeing over time threats. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't ask you. So you read the letter. That's, that's your source? So let me be clear. He read a letter from the National School Boards Association, and only two members sent that out without actually asking other members. It was just two leftists who decided to uh, write this memo and send it to the President of the United States, and they actually uh, uh, made a decision to surveil parents because of that. It's going to do it for the show today, guys. I greatly appreciate you. It's growing by leaps and bounds. Thank you for joining me in the meantime, and please share with others. Just go to uh, newsmaxtv.com slash podcast if you want all the digital platforms where it's available. And, of course, we're on Apple Podcasts. You can go there or just the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Write a five-star review. That would be awesome. Uh, God bless you guys. God bless our soldiers, both living and past, Gold Star families, police and all first responders, and you, and you. Thank you very much. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.